0: properties are cozy and snugged. We own many properties.
1: Why is that important?
0: Because that's one way how to make money. And that's one way how to feed your family. I love it. Good job. Mm
1: -hmm. Hello, hello, hello. It's Stephanie, Blackwall Podcast going to be your guide through this transmission today. I'm really, really excited for multiple reasons. One, we finally broke our cherry all. We got our first queen of the industry and I'm so excited because we really needed to get that feminine energy going in here so that it's not just a a testosterone driven ego fest. We needed some ladies, some women. We needed some guidance in here. This woman is extremely special in the space, and she's necessary. And to be frank with you, she's a mentor and a role model for everybody because we all somehow have biases in our mind when we think of jobs and what that person would be, and she shatters all that, okay? She is... On the construction contractor side of it. And I'm not talking about remodel your bathroom and your tiles and all the cute stuff. She's not an interior decorator. Okay. She gets down and dirty and does the jobs that us men are supposed to do and probably feel embarrassed when we have to call her. So we're going to go ahead and listen to her story. How she came about through the industry. She's from Detroit. Miss Asia D. The D is for Detroit. I'll let her tell you her real last name if she wants to. But it's for all intents and purposes. It's Asia Detroit. For this podcast, and I want us to really uh, be able to soak up this game and see how she broke into the world and uh, shattered all those stereotypes. Hello, hello, Mrs. Asia D. (laughs)
0: Hello, how you doing? I'm doing
1: great. I'm doing great. I wanted to uh, make sure the world knew who we were speaking to, so they uh, sat down and put out the uh, the old notepad and took some notes real quick. Yeah, I was
0: listening to the introduction. Like that's me. Okay,
1: you know that's you. It, it, either that or you capping on Instagram. Which one is it?
0: No cap. I'm just, uh, you know what it is. It's like when people tell me certain things, it's like I know I've accomplished all these things. And I think sometimes I have to sit back and just be like, you know, damn, you, you've done a lot
1: yeah yeah because but to me i
0: feel like i'm just getting started
1: so well absolutely you're just getting started no one is limiting your uh your your woman kingness no one is gonna do that but what we are gonna do is chronicle and document what you have accomplished in the uh the lane that you've carved out because it's not it's not a everyday thing and it's not a joke it's not something that i'm gonna pass up on you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um i own real estate in cleveland ohio um, so I have experience. Oh, yeah, in, down the street, exactly. So I have experience right there in that market, like you said, down the street. Uh, Cleveland and and Detroit are cousins. They're the cousins that fight on uh, Christmas and and New Year's and Thanksgiving, but they're cousins nevertheless. Yes or no?
2: Thanks.
1: Okay, so <laughs> now that we got that situated, it's all it's all love, and that's why I can appreciate what you did because you started twelve years ago. Am I right? Uh,
0: yeah, I was twenty. 28, I just turned forty, so yeah as well, right?
1: Okay, so we're all in the age same age bracket. Shout out to all the eighties babies.
0: Right, we the best. We the last real uh, kids out here. Hey, hello, uh, respectable he- kids. I'm
1: gonna go ahead and let you tell it for everybody. You heard her say it.
0: Okay. <laughs> we the last respectable kids out here. Like, we not soft. We we took a lot, you know, we, we got tough skin.
1: <laughs> right. Now we might have raised our kids a little too soft, but that's a different podcast for a different day. I can't speak on head kids yet. <laughs> uh, you, you escaped the gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> I can't
0: speak on that
1: one. Right, right, right. So I'm going to speak on it for the both of us. So <laughs> so I thought it was really interesting because I started buying houses in Cleveland around that same time, about 10 years ago, I would say, 10, 11 years ago. And I was buying them when mm-hmm. they were dirt cheap, You know, $500 houses going all through the Midwest mm-hmm. at that time. And everyone was kind of turning their nose up at it. Um, Detroit had a lot of stuff. They had a lot of multifamily stuff, but a lot of people were scared at the time because of the news headlines and, and, and the price point essentially. And so when I saw your story and I saw that you jumped in, not from a place of kind of, you know, behind the pretty face and the hair trying to market the properties, get the check, get in, get out. You had on the construction suit and you were getting in the bando's and actually renovating them and turning them into income, correct? Correct. So, what made you start to do that? Like, talk to talk to me. What what made you do that? Because I know I did it, but I want to know why you did it thousands of miles away. Um,
0: let's see. So, first, I was a high, well. Let me back up some more. My dad is a brick mason, retired. My brother is a brick mason, retired. He retired like thirty five. Think he like forty two now. My granddad was a carpenter. He had a construction company in Alabama and Georgia. And my uncle was a brick mason. My other uncle, he was a carpenter, but he uh, only did it like to pay for school. But he ended up going for uh, like mechanical engineering or something.
2: Okay, so,
1: so skill trade was, a, was in your family.
0: Yeah, like nobody was surprised. Like some, my dad was like, you know, about time somebody did, something, he just you know took it differently. Like, I wish my granddad was here. He would be so proud of me. But I think it would be a little. Cause I know in that time, you know, he was born, this was not a woman's field, So I get it. But I think at the same time, he would be still proud.
1: Absolutely. He'd be proud. What do you mean? You, 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 you picked it up and you, uh, shaping and breaking the mold. I mean, that's amazing. Right.
0: (laughs) So, uh, now fast forward i used to be a highway engineer
1: wait 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 wait, why we gotta fast forward whoa you got somewhere to go i got questions no oh okay uh, yeah i got questions i got into
0: it so i was going over there, but go ahead i'm
1: sorry yeah 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 (laughs) detroit now slow down y'all not about to rush me off the block i want to know right i want to know where in Georgia and Alabama are, are your people from, number one, because that's part of that great migration where they, they learned all these skills in the south but brought it up Thanks. north, right? So that's my mm-hmm. first my first question I want to know.
0: Okay, my dad is from Columbus, Georgia. And my uh, we have family there, especially station, Alabama, because so they like literally you cross the railroad tracks you're in Columbus.
2: Yep, yep. And then
0: my mom's side is from South Carolina. My parents met in toronto racing corvette so my mom's in the corvette club my dad was in the corvette club
1: wait now you see why i slow people down to ask questions we are <laughs> now we gotta talk now hold up hold up hold up now you mean to tell me we was about to skip over the fact that mom and dad were in the corvette club
0: yeah my dad still got his because i learned how to drive on my dad. That it's like a 85 whatever i think it's 85 the one that had shit. the. uh I think it's an 85, because it's, it's the model that has the running pipes on the side, because that's how I burned my leg as a kid. <laughs> like, they got hot. So, yeah. And my oh. mom's dad is a 76, but my uncle, she gave it to my uncle when she had me, so they had some car seats in the back. Right. So my goal is to restore it, you know, like in her legacy and stuff. and, oh, okay. and drive it
1: okay 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 we gotta whoa there's so much that goes on here okay so let me let me let me re- get back on the rails because you threw corvettes you threw toronto mom and dad racing <laughs> this just turned into like a whole romantic movie here okay so so now know, right right so that's amazing so so mom has got some some fire and piss and vinegar in her too then she's racing corvettes she's driving corvettes that's a that's a eight cylinder that's no joke that's the that's yeah, a yeah, real yeah. car
0: like, my mom had a stick, my dad had a stick. Uh, my dad, the last one, the one I learned how to drive on, that was the automatic day.
2: Okay. But so,
0: everybody in my family drives stick shifts. Like, I'm, like when I was born, because my sister learned how to drive on my mom's bed. Like, I know how to drive them a little bit, but I'm going to go buy me like a little shooter, uh-huh. a little putt-putt just so I can practice and burn the clutch out. Then I'm going to get my Mustang that i always wanted.
1: <laughs> so you've always just been mechanical. You you like that. You like the cars. You like shifting the gears. You like renovating. You like construction. You've always been that way. Always. So that's amazing because I have a daughter, Chelsea Lee, who's like that. When I renovate houses, when I lay out a gravel driveway, she's right there. She wants to do it. She 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 likes to get dirty with it.
0: I love it. I love it because he. I didn't like like I didn't mind dressing up because I used to be a highway engineer, and so. That's what I was getting to. Like, I worked for MDOT. So, at first, I was an intern, and I got with another firm. And I did that from twenty, I think 2008 to, like, 2012. So, the lady I last worked for, she just uh, up and moved to, like, Charlotte. But I, I had got, like, a six, seven-month heads up. I was able to save my bread because I only worked from, like, April to October, November because, you know, now it's being cold. You can't do highway work.
2: Right, right, right.
0: So, I was able to save my bread. Then, uh... I got down to like my last three grand and it was like, do I go get my builder's license or do I pay my mortgage? I chose the latter. I got my builder's license. And that was the best decision I ever made. Like I was all hurt and upset. I stayed in my condo like a year and a half and didn't pay more mortgages. nobody' mortgages. Nobody's hurt the mortgages again. This is during the crisis. Right. And so this is like 2010 or 20, maybe 2011, 2012. And so you I made, made that choice
1: in that moment to shift from being part of the, the hamster wheel and, and believe in the yeah, matrix I'll
0: have my company so I started my company December 2010 so 2011 I was the last summer I think I worked for that lady because mm-hmm. I I remember it was it was down to the last I think it was like the end of 2011 or early 2012 when I made that decision I was like I'm gonna go get my business license because I told myself if I'm ever this broke again it's gonna be my own fault not nobody else's fault mm. and I remember I called my mom crying and she was like baby don't worry about nothing just come home When she gave me that I was like, Man, forget this time though, forget this, forget that, I don't care. My mama said it's gonna be all right. And I came back home, like I stayed there until end of selling on the short sale. The buyer was from like Australia or something and he gave me three grand just not to carry the house up because that's what people were doing. Absolutely the water running. During the winter, so everything to freeze. That's so, happened know, that's to me a couple done.
1: times in rentals. Absolutely, it's very vindictive. Yep.
0: So, uh, I took that three grand, put my money in storage, and moved back home. And just, like that, that was a blessing. Me losing every, that was the best thing that ever happened to me.
2: Okay, so I, I
0: never would have took my business serious. I never would have hustled as hard as I did or do.
1: Right. So, so, so let's 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 almost take a snapshot with a Polaroid in that moment because I have an episode called um, "I'm Down to My Last five thousand, Right. And, and I talk about the thought process of when your back is up against the wall and what you as a natural investor and a hustler, what you will go through in your mind to make that decision. Right. To say, man, fuck the, the hamster wheel and what everybody says you're supposed to do. I'm going to go with what my gut says and what I know I can do for myself. That way, if I fall on my face, like you said, it's on me. Right. I don't I don't have to look Ooh. for somebody else to do it. So. Talk to me about that moment when you said you're down to your last three thousand. You you've got your your college education right because you said a civil engineer right, or uh, most- no, my undergraduate is an in, in, uh,
0: industrial engineer. So you're industrial an so
1: you're an industrial engineer. You've got the job, successful black woman, got the condo. You're you got motion. What makes you say instead of I'm going to keep shoveling money into the to the the dream quote unquote in the protocol, and I'm going to go with my granddaddy's jeans and bricklaying and my mama's jeans with the racing Corvettes in Toronto. What, what makes you do that?
0: Uh, the first thing was, uh, I was broke. Uh, it was either pay this or do that. Um, mm-hmm. like I make a lot of decisions when I sleep. So if I wake up and I feel the same way, that's what I go with. Okay. So I felt like that for a couple of days and I was like, all right, this is it. And then when my mom confirmed, I was like, forget it. So the first thing I started doing was cutting my expenses. Like, no, I'm a girl. Ain't no getting no hair done, no nails done, no pedicure, no massages, all that's done. Ain't no eating out. I'm cooking.
2: Hustle yeah, mode. I'm Grind hard. mode. I'm
0: about to go get me a bridge card. I know my rights as a Michigan uh, <laughs> tax paper. I'm going to give me a bridge card. That's What's a, a bridge card? card? Food
1: stamps? Okay. Food,
0: food stamps. I am not ashamed.
1: Tell them, I'm, that's why we're here. You better tell people the black print on how to get it from the mud. That's what this whole podcast is about. We're not here. Listen, yeah. I'm not talking to nobody that's trying to pretend like there was no mistakes made on the way and that the, the grind wasn't real. I've slept in cars, floors, uh, women's beds that, that I shouldn't have, everywhere to stack this money, okay? So we're not going to act like that's not part of the grind. I just want you to tell them what your story is.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah,
0: so I did all that. Then uh, I started selling most of my furniture. I sold some of my furniture, and I put the rest in storage. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm just gonna go home for a year. But I actually, when my I, I'm actually grateful that that happened because I was here with my mom, and I got to be with her during the latter years before she passed. So I like I ended up staying. I still have the house, so I inherited the house now, so now I stay here. But, uh, God I'll be so pleased with her soul.
1: I lost my mother a few years ago. That's that's uh Well, my yeah,
0: to you as well. So, if anybody understand I do.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. That, so, we're gonna go ahead and give blessings to them right now.
0: For sure. Uh, but so then what? What I do next? Oh, so the next thing I stopped paying with my car note. Do not take advice from me. So, well, no. Before I stopped paying <laughs> it, I refinanced it with a credit union because it it's this book called "A uh, Debt Cures Debt." D-E-B-T, here They Don't Want You to Know by Kevin Trudeau. They actually put this man in jail behind this book and other books. Mm. So this book basically taught me the credit game, debt, how all that's important, but how to get out of it legally and oh. what to do and what they can't do. Right. Like, this book cost me $5 because uh, I think Barnes and Nobles was going out of business or something then, and I went in there and bought like a couple books and it was like five books. That's the best $5 I've ever spent. So but it's all these things that you're guy. mentioning
1: took you having the initiative and getting up off your ass and making that change, though.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I tell you, once, my mom concerned everything, like, I went to Super Grandma. So I read that book. I stopped paying my car note. Well, first, I refinanced it through a credit union because I know the law. A credit union will work with me far better than GM Financial. Well, GM Financial will come take my shit. Right. Without question. When I miss that third payment, you leave that boy outside, your shit gone. Hello. A credit union... I can call and talk to Miss Williams over finance. Right. I can't do that at GSM. That's the importance so like of I community banking. Yep, so I called her, told her what was going on. She's like, baby, just pay what you can. I was like, yes, ma'am. So what I can is $100 a month. <laughs> so that's what I did for like a year.
2: <laughs> just so better like, than oh, nothing, what?
0: though. Better than nothing. And that's the thing that was in that book. As long as you are attempting to pay your debts, they can't just come take your vehicle. You can fall behind. You can make partial payments, but if you're showing good faith, they can't just come take it.
1: Game, game.
0: So, so I learned that in the book. <laughs> right. So after that, then uh, everything just I moved back home like a year and a half later. I sold the condo on the short sale, and that's another reason why I didn't pay the mortgage because I paid. I think my mortgage was like sixty-five or sixty-six thousand, and the value had dropped down to like twenty-five. So well, the, like, right. The whole this. country
1: was underwater.
0: Yeah. I was like, I'm not about to pay this now. I wish I could have kept it because if I could have held out, I could have sold it for probably like 160 because I see it, it's on the market now for like one twenty five.
2: Right.
1: Gentrification like came in cool. your city and Cleveland and everywhere else in the Midwest. That's well, why yeah, holding the, the
0: property was so great. Condo, yeah, because the condo where it was at is uh is right between uh, Jefferson, and like coming towards downtown Detroit. So it was like the first big neighborhood when you coming out of Grove Point going down Jefferson, going to Detroit, these clubs. Plus, huh? heritage at Riverbend Village or something, so they done not fenced it all for the gate, and it was a new condo. They had just built in like twenty, right, two thousand five or six.
1: So once you got through this grind mode, right, and you you trimmed everything down, you you you, as a boxer would do, you trimmed weight, you got lean, you got in the fight camp, if you will, for investors, mm-hmm. and now you got your vision and you know exactly what you want to do, which is what.
0: Uh, I was like, I'm gonna start my own company. Cause at first, I wanted to be an architect. Well, I had my company already. I just wasn't taking it serious because I had a job.
2: Mm, you so now that I didn't
0: have a job, yeah, I had I had something to hold me over. But now that I didn't have that anymore, and I was down to my last three grand, I was like I'm about to go and get my building license.
2: That I don't, Detroit kicked in. Broke
0: again. Right. That North and Detroit kicked in. Oh shit! Well, <laughs> get like, it right then. That North and Detroit <laughs> kicked in.
2: Thanks.
0: <fact. laughs> I was like, I don't want to ever be this broke again. Uh, my sister looked out for me. My mom, like, like when they told me it was straight out, I was like, I don't worry about nothing. Once my family was like, don't worry about nothing. Now, one thing my goddad dad told me, he said, if you gonna do this, we got you. If not, we don't want to hear about it. And my mm. family is big on do what you say you gonna do. Right. Like, you're not gonna keep telling us stuff and we don't see no motion. Hell so my no. family gonna keep asking you, like, all right, what you doing? What you doing? You, you really got to get off That's that porch. It. Yeah, you got to do it. And my family is big on it. And that's on both sides, on like my dad and my mom. So I'm kind of grateful for that. It's like annoying, but you're also grateful for it.
1: You got to have people holding you accountable. And I talk about that all yeah. the time. Because if you just have a bunch of yes people around you and no one's able to pull your coattail and be like, man, you fucking up, then you're never going to be successful. Because no one's that always is. doing it right the same way all the time. That's impossible.
0: But you also got to be able to have yourself. So like a lot of people always tell me that they don't have anyone supporting you and i was like it don't matter like yep. i was grateful to have support but you got to support yourself
1: absolutely you absolutely you got to believe
0: in yourself so i had to believe in myself first and then bring it to my family and, and, my and mom you was had like, to well,
1: you had to because at the end of the day if you're cuz you're talking about getting into building in the midwest so i don't know i'm going to go ahead cuz we got listeners all the way from india to uh, Toronto, ironically, since your parents met there, to the West Coast, so everywhere across this world. And they might not know what investing and being part of the Midwestern world is, guys. This is like kind of almost a step back into the 20s, and not as far as technology, but as far as customs, right? This is a place where, where people, they know your family, right? Your mom went to the same high school you went to. Right. When when you're going downtown for licenses and stuff like you said, you know, that lady, she's worked there for 30 years as the clerk. This isn't this isn't something where people just move in and out. So when you make your name like Mrs. D is trying to say, people know you. So when Asia's going down there to get her builder's license, she's the only black woman doing that. Everyone knows who she is. So
2: she can't fall off. uh,
0: It's more I've seen more women now. But when I started. I only knew one other lady that I met years later. Her name is Kimley May, like her puppy is nail right construction. Shout out to her. When I met her, that was like a confirmation. She's an older woman, but she's been in the game since like the early nineties. And that just was like, okay, AG on the right path because representation matters. I don't care how old you are
2: mm-hmm. or
0: young you are. That just matters. And like when I met her, I was like, All right, cool, I'm on the right page. And I met another lady, I can't think of her name. She was like the first demo, demolition contractor in the state a black woman. At that, And then there's right. another black lady who was the first licensed female plumber in America. And she's
1: a black woman. She's from Detroit. So that's what I'm saying. That's the bricks of the black wall. That's why this podcast, that's why I reached out to you. Now you see my, my whole, my cohesive vision here. You, you, we can't, I, I you We can't move forward without sitting here going, hey, there's this lady in Detroit, y'all, who if you're spending money in Detroit, you better call her. And the only reason why you shouldn't spend your money with her is because she's booked. That's it, right? Okay. That's it, because because this is such rare space. Same thing when I interviewed the developer in Atlanta. If you build building a house, I don't care how big the fucking house is, you should be using him, because these people okay. are so specialized. The, the, I don't think that's what I'm saying. I don't think you understand because you're in it, so you can't understand. But everybody else has to understand the difficulty in being a woman And a woman of color in the space Of construction That is like that's mafia territory You see what I'm saying that's- Yeah it
0: was hard like the first couple years Like it was hard on the highways Because there's really no women in highway construction Like that's some dirty stuff Like I was an engineer out there so I was a field engineer So I did all the inspections For highways mm. And my specialty was the handicapped ADA ramp. Okay. So like my first day on the job I got cussed
2: out. Wow. There ain't nobody
0: out there that look like a, that's a woman number one or black. Like, it's a handsome. So, the a little short white dude. He got the little short man time. So He's probably like five feet. Here I am, 5'10", 205 solid. Amazon. Like- <laughs> Amazon
1: woman looking looking <laughs> like a straight black stallion. Talk to him.
0: Let <laughs> right. him know. So
1: he, Shout out to all, all my Midwestern stallions.
0: You crazy. <laughs> but yeah, he just cussed me out and I told my boss, and he was like, look, hey, I ain't trying to sound sexist, old white man. He like, but this is man world. So if you going to grab your nuts and touch his ass the fuck back out, or you going to have to go. I was like, so you telling me I can, like, go off on him? He's like, yes. I was like, say less. That's so all you needed being from, from out,
1: the D.
2: You let I him have it.
0: <laughs> that's all I needed. So the next day he came in with that same BS, I went the fuck off. And then I broke down to him. Like, look, if you want to fuck over me, I'm the motherfucker who, Sign all the paperwork so y'all get paid. If your company don't get paid, you don't get paid. So I suppose you leave me the fuck alone. Right. And so then I had no more problems out of nobody ever my five, six years working on that highway. So they know you're gonna do her job, but she gonna cuss your ass out. And I brought everything I learned on the highway until my company. Like the importance of quality, the importance of customer service, the importance of communication. Communication is the number one thing in construction. I don't care what nobody said. Communication yep. is number one. Yep. I have to communicate with my clients. With the, with the city, when it comes to the stations, lenders, if I'm working with lenders, like communication is everything. And don't, I try not to leave nobody mind to wander. Okay. Like, you ain't going to hear from me every day, but you're going to hear from me at least two, three times a week, either text, email, FaceTime, or I'm going to talk to clients on Marco Polo because 90% of my clients I've never met to this day.
1: Correct, because that's a lot of the out of town investment is in the Midwest. I don't, I don't go to Cleveland during the winter months, so I have yeah. to have people on and the so ground like, that um, take care of it, that you trust, that are like you said, yep, that communicate. All my
0: clients are either out of state or they international. I've never met them. Some of them they never set foot in Detroit. Yeah,
2: but yeah. I
0: got so it's, it's pretty dope. Like, and then I think that's another big thing that helped me kind of grow was that I was the first contractor who used technology in my company. Correct. Like to his advantage. Talk about it. Talk about it, Quinn. I am more men, no offense to my men, because without them, I wouldn't be anybody. Because yes, I'm a woman owned company, but it's men out here who getting up and performing the task, and I'm just doing the office part. Mm-hmm. But it all works together because men typically don't want to do any paperwork, but paperwork is where that money is. Correct. Paperwork gets us better contracts and gets us better jobs because we keep your me we defeat mine, and
2: so forth.
1: That is why I have so, female partners in my companies. For that exact reason, women are better at, uh, pace they're better at the paperwork they're better at staying disciplined at the long-term vision and they're better at communication they really we are we
0: definitely better at the visions because men typically right now i need it right now and i have to tell them like look it's going to come but we got to follow these steps i'm also the buffer in between a lot of uh disputes because <laughs> y'all <have to> go <laughs> and y'all be ready to go we be
1: ready to, be to, go to, to head lose head that head. money over that goddamn ego don't we
0: yeah, and respect without understanding that, but I'm the buffer in a lot of that. Like, a lot of that. And I didn't realize how big, like, I didn't say big my name is, but I didn't realize how well-known I was in Detroit to, like, I was on a Zoom call with the city. And it was on my YouTube channel. I think this was, like, 2020. And the mayor knew who I was. I was like, you, you know me. Okay,
1: like, yeah, so, so that answer, goes... Blah, blah, blah. And I was like... Right, that goes back to what I was saying, though. The minute you decided... See, this is what I like to, to, to point out to my... To my excellence, that the minute that you decided to make that choice to go home and invest in yourself and your business is the minute the mayor knew you. And I'm going to tell you why, because that energy and that mindset is the same thing that brought you downtown to get your builder's license. It's the same thing that brought you to be able to meet that lady and keep going and keep going. Right. To, to say, I'm gonna pay one hundred dollars a month. I'm going to refinance. We're going to get this book. That's the same energy that brought you there. And that you're when you're so caught up in it, you're not looking at it that way. You see what I'm saying? You're like, wow, the Mm -hmm. mayor knows me. But it's like, well, yeah, you you're a star. You're one of one who just walked in. Like you said, the lady before you was from the 90s. The lady before her is from the 70s. That's 20 years. You show up. You're the you're the next brick on the wall. And like you said, there's more behind you now. But that's because of you. Do you see that?
0: I mean, I see it, but it it makes sense. I'll I'll say that. I think one thing I have to get used to is uh, accepting my flowers, so to speak. Because I I don't like attention like that. Like, I've never really liked attention. It's like, I'd like it to an extent, but it's like, okay, that's enough.
1: Right, but 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 this isn't attention for anything. This isn't attention for anything other than your accolades, right? Because at the end of the day... That decision, if you were a man, we would all be jumping off the the, the banisters for you. Oh, my God, look at this successful black man. Oh, my God, he went and got this, you know, degree and worked for the state and the city for this many years and started his own company. But when it comes to our women, and I'm sorry to say it, especially when they're in a male dominated industry. Right. Because one of my children's mother, she's a chef. So she's the chef of a bunch of guys. So everything you're Mm -hmm. saying, I've heard before but we don't ever take that into consideration when we're choosing the CEOs of our companies, right? Because if Mm -hmm. we're sitting here saying women are better at communication, they're better staying disciplined at the vision. They're better at being the buffer and the paperwork and, and making sure the company can grow in a, in a grander scale through contracts and stuff. Why do we not have more CEOs in our startups? That's Mm -hmm. what I'm saying. You see what I'm saying? The only
0: only reason I can see why, and I, I'm going to agree with this, and women probably won't hate me for it, but I don't care. We're very emotional. And I'm emotional too, but I have to not be emotional at work because this is still a male-dominated field. And a lot of the feminist people, they be all trying to use me and they move, and I was like, I'm the wrong person to use. Yes, I am a woman-owned company. Yes, I am. I'm a woman in a male-dominated field, yes. But if these men do not decide to come work with me, not for me, with me, and finish this job. Me having a company doesn't matter because it ain't a crew of women hanging drywall, and it ain't a crew of women, you know, laying no tile, right. and it ain't a crew of women electricians. Are more women getting into the trades? Yes, but we will never be able to outpace men.
1: That's why everyone's got to work think, together.
0: Exactly, it's all a team effort. Like, so I have a hell of a team. Like, I wouldn't trade my team for nothing. No, that's like my family. Now we've been working together so long. I've only had to fire two <laughs> in the last couple of years. It was two that I didn't want to have to fire. Where they kind of fired themselves. Right. I I do right by people. I pay on time. I pay what you ask. And if I can't pay it, I just don't agree to the agreement. Like I don't argue price because my thing is, who am I to tell you what your time is worth? Hello. Because you ain't going to tell me what my time is worth.
1: Right, right, right. And I think I think that's also very important is that you've established this name and you've established this brand obviously because I found you right and so right. I think that what I really want to come across How did
0: you find me?
1: on Instagram because I um, I look up everything that has to do with contracting uh, I think I did Midwest investing anything like that you know because I have stuff in Cleveland and when you came up I was like wow I, it's like you there's a, another lady I'm looking for that does hot shot trucking. So I look for women in industries that are investment based, right, where it's going to have some form of investment in the capital, whether it be in the equipment or the actual business and how they hold it. And they're not just like the figurehead of it or like the pretty face for their husband pushing it. Right. And I like to talk to women that are doing it in spaces where we don't think of women. So when I think of a contractor, if I just randomly called a number and didn't know the name of the company, when they show up, I'm not expecting a woman. Right. So right. that's my own bias, but I want to get past that and I want people to think about it so that next time when you think about calling the contractor, you don't have this idea in your mind of what that should look like. You should just go for the best. But you know, that
0: haven't. So that's kind of how I started charging for estimates. So I've been charging since 2014. and That was the best decision I ever made. Mm. And we did out all the bullshitter and we did out the people who didn't believe I was a woman. People would actually call for estimates to see if I was a woman.
2: Wow. I actually got my time
0: back because I'm not running all over the place.
2: So okay. charging weeded
0: out all of that. And then, like, the, the main reason why I started charging, I'll never forget, it was a Sunday, me and my boyfriend at the time went to go see a house. Uh, walking Dead was about to come on. I missed the Walking Dead for this place. <laughs> I go see the house. It was She wanted to turn a room into a laundry room. I gave her my price, and she's like, oh, my God, that's ridiculous. That's too high. I just had my uncle do it. I just wanted to see if he was charging too much. And I man, I called that lady all types of names. I was like, "That's it. I'm charging fifty dollars." You so
1: called, called her everything 50. but the child of God.
0: Yep, yeah, I was pissed because I'm like, I don't like my time wasted, and I don't like wasting other people's time. I'm big on that because time is one thing nobody can ever get back.
2: Right, right.
0: I can lose money, I can lose houses, I can get all that back. I can't get no time back. So like, I I was pissed. So I was like, "That's it." I went on Instagram like, "That's it. I'm fifty dollars in efforts. I'm charging fifty dollars." So that weeded out a lot of people. And Did then I know. went up to like 70. But then 51, then it got to the point where 51 bothered nobody and then the bullshit started back. Then I went up to 75. Same thing, 100. Then I went to 125, 150. Now I'm at 250. So at 250, I've been holding on to that for like almost two years.
2: Right.
1: So
0: what, if, if BS started back, I'm just going to keep raising my price.
1: Right, because if if you don't need it, because that money is going towards the job anyway.
0: Yeah, it goes towards the job as a credit and I'm usually credited more than that, like 10,
1: 20%.
2: Right. if I
0: charge... So I use R S Means, which is the nation's code book for uh, pricing. So I suggest everybody get it. I'm using the book for twenty fourteen. So the book I'm using is almost ten years old. So say so this name year, of this I book just, again, please. It's called R S Means. So R S Robert S and Sam Means M E A N S. So they even have a um I think it's a software you can do now, but I kind of just use the book and then uh put the And made it in my own invoicing software and then like i can plug and play when it's time to do estimates so they have it and it's priced by uh zip code county and state Like you gotta look in the back of the book and then you go back to the the section of the 16 divisions of construction to see what your price range should be should be average uh below average or medium, something like that but yeah it's a dope book so i use that book and that's how i get my price and when people be like uh, oh you charge too much I'm like I actually charge less if you think I'm high you don't want to get no price on a white contract out here because one they ain't coming to the church and if they do they only go into a historical neighborhood Right? So they're going to Boston Edison they're going to uh, Arty and they're, gonna
1: they're going to charge you the black tax keep it real
0: they're going to they're going to tax the, the shit out of you because they coming from Brighton they're coming from Novi they ain't no local all, all of us is in Detroit. Yeah,
1: and they should all, tax you. That's what you son. get He's for looking. That's what you get for looking to spend your money outside of the community. You should pay more. That's what you get. I
2: agree
1: because there's plenty of able-bodied, amazing, uh, quality businesses in our communities. We just want to look once to the closest one to us, and then say, "Oh, everybody does bad business." So this no, is why. Bad no, we
0: you don't do You know what I think. I don't think we all do bad things. I think y'all just some badass customers. Mm.
2: Because, that could be part of it I too.
0: Were, because if I were a white contractor, a lot of the shit that I get I would not get if I were white. I know that for a fact. Correct. Especially if I was a white man.
1: And I get that as a landlord too. So so oh, so, sure. so so you experienced the contract and you got into that. And now what did you do with your money with your company once you got it?
0: Oh, uh, once so once I moved back home. Uh, I just started stacking my money, and then I started uh, flipping houses. So I would buy houses for like five hundred dollars because the owner would say, "Oh, like ten grand in back taxes." So I would just get the deed for five hundred and re the deed to somebody doing tax Like, just give me five grand, you live in it because it's cheaper. You just give me five grand and go get on the tax payment plan for me to fix it up, and now you paying me nine hundred rent. Right, give me five grand. So I, I did that a lot. So then after I kept I started doing that and I, I learned how to wholesale houses and then I bought my first. So quick uh, question. So my- when you
1: were doing but- that, cause that's a really smart strategy. So, so cause I've, I've definitely bought houses with back taxes in Cleveland and then you get on a payment plan for like 48 months with the city interest free and you pay it every month. Right. Mm-hmm. So now when well, you
0: they're going to charge you interest
1: here. Right. So in Cleveland, they don't charge you interest, which is a great life hack cause you're never going to get a 0% interest loan anywhere. So it's the loan on your okay. tax back, back back taxes. So that's that's great knowledge you just dropped. Now, the next part is when they gave you the five thousand, they just stayed there forever and you kept the deed or they gave you the five thousand you No, gave I them gave the them t- the
0: deed. So what I would do is uh I always tell people go run a title search. I would give them different title companies to pay it for so you know that I'm not trying to plug you some crawl for being in Detroit. Let's be honest. It is So once they can show that then they'd meet me with certified funds down at the Wayne County Register Office, and uh, my notary would be there, and then I would, they would give me my bread, and I would sign over the deed to them.
1: And, you, and I'd I, be
0: like, hey, go here and go file it.
1: Right, and so did you fix the properties up before you gave it to them? I didn't do nothing. You just held them? I didn't them. do nothing. Right.
0: I just held them because back then the market was just crashing, so the houses wasn't in as bad a condition as they are now.
2: Okay, you so you see, got the them and you here, secured people. them.
0: Yeah, so people just literally walked away from their house. Let's say you lived on one side of the street and the family across the street, they'd just buy the one across the street because house was so cheap.
2: Mm-hmm. And I and I
0: started telling people to do that. I was like, look, if your house underwater, don't take my advice, but this is what I would do. I was like, stop paying your mortgage because it's going to take them at least two to five years to put you out, which is a fact. I was in my condo for almost two years and they didn't work. Mm. And some people, then they house five years or more and then pay no mortgage. Whatever your mortgage payment is, put that, start putting that to the side and go buy you a house cash.
2: Yeah, yeah. So
0: got, so that, and so a lot of people did that. Work. A lot of people did that in Detroit, a whole lot. And when I started telling people to do that on social media, people started listening and started doing it.
1: And you know what? So With these banks a, crashing now, so we might be back in the same spot.
0: Yeah, but I don't think Detroit going to get hit that bad because we're just starting to... Uh, we're on the upswing now. So, like, yep. the median average house in Detroit right now is sold for 100000 That That's crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. But it was... That's, that's so that's, much... That's
0: in the last 20 years.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Midwest is definitely on the come up. I tell people all the time, if if I'm if I'm uh, one of these people living in these coastal cities or even in the Atlantas or something where the, the prices are just skyrocketing, it's just... You can't afford Man. to live by yourself with one I job. I have a
0: lot of clients... Uh, who move here from California that's
2: mm-hmm. white mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm.
0: a lot They'll buy and one thing I respect About white people is they will buy A shitty house in a city neighborhood With or without the money to fix it up But they'll live in one room
1: mm-hmm. And
2: fix
0: that house up as they go Like I've done houses for people like that
1: And I've done and it myself like, I've literally like, bought you know, houses and done that for y'all. And that's That's kind of that's my niche right so I, I like to I like to um I like to kind of take away the color of it, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, it's not white people. And I'm gonna tell you why. When you look at our Caribbean brothers and sisters, that's what they do. Right. X. When you look at our, well, Indian-
0: maybe I, I say white because that's the first time I've
1: seen it. Right. But, but it's only the first time you've seen it because it was the first time that our country really allows it to be highlighted. Because think about it. Think about it. Rail it back. We're from the same era. We're from the eighties. We're from the African booty scratcher era. We're from the Haitian era, right? No, no, I'm, we're keeping it real. This is a keep it real spot, right? So Happy. so when we saw our immigrant brothers and sisters that looked like us being 5, 10, 6 in the apartment, in the house, we made fun of them. But they were showing us the hack. They were showing us, all oh, everybody live in one room. pool your resources so we can buy this shit. Now, 20 years later, they own the block. They own the corner store. They own the gas station. So it wasn't the white people okay, that so that, us, that showed it, right? But what it is here, is that's
0: the Chaldeans. They do that here, right? Chaldeans. But they're
1: but they're black too. If you got melanin, hold up. If you got melanin in your skin, if you black, uh, middle easterner, southeast, well, you can't Asian, tell
0: them that they black. You know, well, we. Call I don't give saying, a fuck uh, what
1: we tell them. They know what they I don't are. Know if
0: we can say the n word on here, but those are saying now nah. mm-hmm. that's what they are. And if you call them that, oh, they get so mad. I'm like, it's truth. You are saying
1: well yeah. you know what the thing is is detroit and michigan in general has such a large population of middle eastern immigrants that that's its own I mean, that's
0: the biggest one
1: absolutely so it's its own it's its own demographic but that's not changing the historical facts i'm not here for the the political and social banter everyone oh, back could. and forth i'm here for facts the facts are that egypt is in africa and that you could walk from egypt to the middle east over the fucking red sea you understand That's a fact. So I'm not here to argue that we all we all know the Bible. We all know that. So if I'm black, they're black. We're all black. Okay. so we're moving on. What I'm saying is, is that we as black Americans have fallen victim to a media, a, a deliberate media campaign to get us to mentally separate ourselves from seeing our original culture which is to come together, like you said, your grandfather did something, your father had it, those are skilled laborers, they pass it on to you, you use that to invest. We do that in Africa, we do that in Cuba, we do that in Brazil. So anywhere you see melanin, that is how we do it. It's not white people, but because of the brainwashing that we've all been through, they make you think that's white. Do you understand? And that's what this podcast uh-huh. is about. It's about the true education. That this is what we do. We build pyramids, right? That's not that. Right. That that's so. So this isn't what white people do. This is what we're trying to get back to. That they stole from us, right? They stole the, the the brickwork and the black print that works to push them forward. Made us forget it, and so now we're trying to rediscover. That's why we're giving you your flowers, because you're so important. You're showing that the woman, right? So, so, so we know everything that's happened with our people. Our our black men are Mm -hmm. being targeted, everything. So, there's so many single black women mothers out there, right? That can literally Mm -hmm. pick up the same skill you picked up, the same hustle, the same vision, and five years later own a house and not be paying rent. And that's what what I I, I
0: wish more women would get into construction because the pay is amazing. Talk about it. Like, if you in these trades, like, I don't know, I don't regret going to college, but, you know, because it made me who I am, but I tell anybody go pick up a trade. Like, if you don't want to get dirty, be an electrician. They don't get dirty for real. They do a little bit, but not like that. Plumbers get dirty because you're dealing with waste. That's nasty. Mm -hmm. Harbitry, you're going to get a little dirty, but it's so many different realms of construction. You can be a project manager, project engineer, construction manager. Uh, You can be an office manager and run the office side of construction. Like, It's a lot of things you can do, but... I tell anyone to get into it because it's money out there. And then if you you gonna earn it though, it ain't gonna be given to you now. Just 'cause you're a woman, you gonna have to earn every bit or click.
1: But what's the difference between the rest of the world, especially if you're a woman of color? You guys gotta earn your respect everywhere you go. And so, True, so it's
0: a little easier if some of these uh absolutely compared to trade.
1: Absolutely. So let me ask you another question. Since we're all here for business, how much money did you spend on learning your trade? You know, when it came to licenses, if you had to guesstimate, how much money did you spend on your it, it was at
0: three grand. I think it was about all that three grand because I, I had to go take the builder, uh class. I think that was like six or $700. I had to buy my books. That was about another three. Then I took my test five times. So that was a hundred of tests. And, and the thing is, I kept selling the same part when it got to the concrete portion because I came from heavy highway. So I'm answering. The question is like, I'm building the live freeway and not building a house, and it finally clicked on that this time. Like, really? they talking about a house, mm. and then I passed it.
2: <laughs>
1: okay, okay. So you spent so that
0: was about like fifty. I probably spent about two grand.
1: Okay, so call it call it five with the like just carrying cost of just being uh, alive while you did all this, right? Right. How much did you spend on your college education,
0: including my master's? Probably about sixty too
1: fast. Mm, you see what I mean? But I'm my saying? college
0: education was worth it because it, uh,
1: it all tied together.
0: In, yeah, my undergrad in industrial engineering tech. My concentration was drafting and design because at first I wanted to be an architect, but I found out that I have to study under somebody until they feel I'm ready to take the test. And I was like, that sounds like no control I have. So that X that out. Right. And then I got my master's in construction management because I, I, I needed to learn the business side because the business side of would hurt black and brown contractors.
1: Okay. Okay. So I think, I think that is also important is that you went to school for something that you wind up applying later on. You didn't go for sociology and then now you're fucked. You can't make money oh, no. in your industry. And now you're trying to jump in this contract with a hundred thousand no, dollars. Like I've always wanted
0: to do something with the stress because the first I used to want to design cars. Like I took the classes, uh, so the big three, Ford, Chrysler, GM, I don't know if they still have it, but when I was growing up, they used to have uh, – so, you know, OnStar that's in the Ford and mm-hmm. the GM cars, yep. I was part of that test group. So really? like, I was in high school, and we was in the Wade McCree program, which is pretty big here it used to be, and we used to uh, be in that OnStar test group. So we were, like, testing all the maps, and this is like, the late 90s, so that was pretty dope. And then Chrysler had a program called Katia Explorers, I was in that in middle school because so Tia is a software that designed cars.
1: Okay, okay, okay. So, yeah. so and did your parents put you in that uh, or did you just? Yeah, my that.
0: mom put me in all this because she knew I liked science. Right. And then I was also a part of uh, DAPSAT. So, DAPSAT has been around probably since the 80s. It used to be free, but now you have to pay. I don't think it's charged. I think they might charge 200 for the school year. But DAPSAT is a Detroit area pre college engineering program. It used to be just. Middle school through high school, but not it's K 12. And it's wow. like, that's what really got me into, like, science. Because it was so dope. Because you meeting black and brown engineers that's coming in teaching you that look like you, because now that goes back to representation. And they tell me what all they do, which is cool. But they also tell you like, hey, this is how much bread I make. Right. I'm doing this. This is what kind of car I got. I'm living up here in Rosedale Park. I'm living in Boston, Edison, and you the black man? Oh, I'm about to do this.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that's the impact that being able to give back and 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 show the kids right that it's not just about mm-hmm. a jump shot or rapping I can I can show you I can make more money than those people
2: okay.
1: I, I think people that's... with the
0: brain are the ones that make the most money if you think about it
1: oh yeah that's a fact and anyone who owns IP or, or you know just like I talked about before you know that's why I'm getting in the technology in the media space I mean it's a different it's like pace. the uh
0: what is it? The uh, sports agencies? I think mm-hmm. they make more money than the actual
1: players. Absolutely, because they have so many of them, and they get a piece of everyone's check. Anytime you're you're an agent True. or um, uh, anything of that nature, if you have a large client basis, you know, if you're taking ten percent, the minute you get more than ten clients, you got more than hundred percent of your average, you know, commission so
0: also true but i don't know what their expenses are but yeah, i got you
1: yeah so i mean you know everyone has their own different lane i'm not that type of person i'm not a middleman person i don't have that personality you know i'm a little too abrasive mm-hmm. for that so i can never be an agent or uh, 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 anything of that nature you know i i'm not good mm-hmm. at that part of it like you said i i need the buffer i am definitely the person that needs the buffer so so you got into doing that right so you now you figured out the system where you've got the the five thousand dollars system, right? You're getting the houses. You're making sure you're boarding them up or whatever, making sure no one tears shit out of them. You know, as a, as I'm boarding board them up, so you just made sure, just whatever. How'd you make sure no one broke in them? Because I've it's had that problem. As,
0: where... It's called as is where is.
1: Okay, yeah, I've done that
2: before. <laughs> right,
1: right.
0: So, but luckily, this was during the time before everybody started going up the houses. Like I made sure the grass was kept cut, and snow shovel so it looked like somebody stayed there.
1: Right, right, right.
0: That, remember, I ain't had no bread like that, so I had to, I would have to pay for board up.
1: Right, okay. So you was you was from the mud. So now you get your money up. When do you buy your first investment? Your your rental
2: or whatever.
0: Um, twenty fourteen. It was five grand. Me and my boy split it. Uh, Marvin Gaines, shout out to him. That's my dog. He uh, we split it. It was twenty five hundred a piece. We both went in there and painted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we painted the cabinets. We know what we was doing. We painted the walls. Only thing we paid for was another twenty five hundred to get the uh floor done, the hardwood floor. Okay. The roof was bad, but once again, as it is where it is. <laughs> so I was gonna actually <laughs> you don't actually Detroit
2: that shit house. real heavy today.
0: <laughs> All day. So I was gonna actually live in that house because it was a nice two bedroom, one bedroom in a very nice neighborhood. Like it's still like a number of elderly people over here. So I love old people neighborhoods. It's
2: mm-hmm. Bad. And
0: then uh, one of my good friends, him and his wife needed to move because they were living downtown. And this was during when they were forcing all the black people out of downtown, which, by the way, is what kept downtown Detroit afloat with the black people. But we we going to talk about that later.
2: Gentrification. Um, so
0: they were they were living in the uh, Miller Center, which is a big uh, building downtown. And they were about to raise their rent to like twenty two hundred from eight hundred. That, that's a hell of a jump. Yeah, it is. And then they needed somewhere to stay and I was like, I really don't want to rent the people I know, but I was like, all right, fine. So we ended up doing a land contract for I think it was like five or six years, and then they paid me off and then I did it again.
2: Mm, okay. So that was like
0: my first one, and me and my boy, you know, we split everything down the middle. But that, that was cool. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this again. This is pretty cool.
1: Okay, okay. So so when when you started getting that system is that just like a rinse and repeat thing? Is that what you're doing currently? Like, where are you at right now in your well, investments? I have
0: okay. only done one land. Con- that's the only land contract I've done. So after that, I started doing a turnkey flip because the market was still bad here. But investors, like we have some of the highest cap rates.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. So, like
0: I, Back then, your cap rate could have been 30, 40 percent. That's crazy compared to like a New York where they cat rate may be 4 percent. Correct. So like uh, now the cap rate average in Detroit is probably fifteen to thirty percent, which is still great. Yeah. So I started doing turnkey flips. So I would buy a five ten thousand dollar house. Uh, I will borrow the money. So
2: let
0: me uh, back up a little bit. So my first turnkey flip I bought for five grand. Mm-hmm. This was twenty seventeen. I got the fifteen thousand to rehab from an Instagram follower So, I just posted like, "Hey, you want to let me borrow fifteen grand at ten percent interest." And, like, six people being, uh, responded. I was like, oh, shit.
1: Wow. Okay. Right, cool. Closed mouth, don't Some
0: get fed. Right? So I'll ask people. I don't care. The worst that somebody can tell me is no. I'm big on that. Oh, so no today, but maybe not no tomorrow. All right, cool. We're going to try this again tomorrow. That's me. Mm-hmm. So he gave me the bread, and then I think I needed another 5000 and then I have a Chase credit card. And this, one, and they sent me, like, a book of checks. And I was like, why is my credit card so sending me checks? They're called balance transfer checks. And in the letter, it was like, hey, you've been approved to do balance transfer and 0% interest. You don't have to pay it back for 18 months. That's free money for a damn near two years, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And then
0: they were on the thing. It said, well, you can write this check to anybody, including yourself. I was like, myself? And this was a personal credit card. So I wrote a check, 10 grand, business construction service. Put that business in the bank and cashed it. And I was like, oh, shit. And we that's, lit. How I finished, that's how I finished my first turn, key flip. And so I just kept doing that. I just kept doing balance transfers. So once I would sell the house, I would pay the credit card down, wait about 30, 45 days till my credit readjust itself. And then I kept doing it.
1: So what I think I heard, which I think is really important, is you weren't afraid to jump off the porch, even though you didn't have the whole plan figured out in one spot. Right. You didn't say, "Okay, I'm going to wait until I. Right, I'm not going to wait until like, my credit score is above 700 and I have 20,000 in the bank, right? You didn't make all these, like, false um, excuses, built-in excuses, right? You just hopped in it, and as problems came up, you were resourceful and looked around and saw what the fuck you had and made it happen. Is that is that correct?
0: That's pretty much uh, the summary. Yeah. Like, I'm always bet on myself. Hello. Always. Like, I'll go. I'll make all my credit cards out. I've done that and then pay them off, let my credit readjust and stuff, or pay somebody to fix it and go run it up again.
1: Right. And you're doing that to to invest. You're not doing it for something that's shallow that's not going to bring motion back. Oh, and no, that, and yeah, I think I that's what's very no important. Vacation. Thank like, you.
0: I'm, uh, I'm, I'm investing with it.
1: And that's now, where the tool is coming. I
0: ain't going to max it out and just don't do nothing with it. But yeah, I'm using it to invest.
1: And I think that's because important. you got
0: to think back then. when nobody let you couldn't go to the bank and borrow 20, 50 grand back then? The minimum they would let you borrow is was a 100, 150 thousand I don't need that much for no Detroit house. At least not then. Now you do because you the house has been sitting since two thousand two, and your cousins went in there and sold everything, and now I got to bring this house back to twenty twenty three cold. Yeah. So yeah. Now I do need two two fifty four hundred thousand to rehab this. So Detroit houses are. We got small houses, but when you get into like the two family flat, these these things are massive.
2: Yeah, I and know.
0: And most of them are brick. And you talking about the three bedroom, one bath and each unit, fifteen hundred square feet a piece. That's almost seven thousand square feet of wall space. Mm. That's a lot of drywall. That's a lot of paint. That's a lot of prime. That's a lot of window trim, floor trim, door trim. Yeah. And people don't think about that stuff. So when people see my bid at four hundred thousand, they like. Well, why is painting 40 grand? Uh, because it's going to cost me about 15,000 in actual paint. Because remember, a paint bucket has on the back of there how much wall space of square feet it covers. People think square foot. No, square foot don't matter. Your wall space matters.
2: Mm. So we don't go
0: by square foot for drywall. One drywall sheet is four by eight. That's 32 square feet. So if I got 7,000 square feet of wall space to cover all the walls in this house divided by 32, that's how many boards I need.
2: So gotta remember, take else, me to school because
1: i'm one of those investors that totally undershot and has to go to uh, home depot when i do the rentals five six times because i never even knew right. that the wall space uh area circumference was on the back of the paint can wow thank you for that
0: but you gotta think when you draw well so in this same today we got seven thousand square feet wall space divided by 32 that's like 219 boards.
1: y'all better but shut the fuck up add- and listen right now you hear her I dropping just, this knowledge go ahead
0: well look, so that's like that's like round up the two hundred and twenty boards. You need to add twenty percent to that number because you're gonna have a lot of cuts. You know what I'm saying? So you're gonna have waste. So True. you gotta add twenty percent to that number. Plus you gotta buy mud, you gotta buy tape, and you gotta buy drywall screws. And you gotta pay somebody to put it up. Mm. And you gotta prime it.
1: Don't tell me you don't need no woman on your goddamn uh your staff, y'all. <laughs> you're you you're, like, you're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. OK, if you don't think that this isn't some high level shit, because I'm telling you, as someone who's done more renovations than I have fingers and toes, I never knew what you just said. I've just done it. guesstimation. All, you know, five gallons. Get me this many rooms. Da 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 da. But I know. Ne- wow. Well, then, yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to let us know we've been fucking up on? <laughs> uh no but
2: <laughs> i
0: just like people don't be really understanding i think construction like what it goes into they just see like no we don't oh, i go in the store like, they go in a home depot and they see that a switch costs a dollar a switch and they think that's what you're supposed to pay no you're paying for the competent person to put this within in, and I burn your shit down that's a fact so, like it's it's a couple things I will never cheap out on. I don't cheap out on drywall because that's a finished part. I don't cheap on no finishes because y'all don't care about what goes on behind the wall. Y'all care about what you first see.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't well, I don't cheap out on nothing, but I'm gonna tell people don't cheap out on three things: drywall, electrical, he and heating you know, he and cooling. Your heating and cooling can kill somebody. Your electrical can kill somebody, and your drywall needs to be smooth as a baby ass.
2: Like, I'm up. coming through, and
0: they know like when I come through for quality, I'm touching everything. Like this ain't smooth, and I do uh, sticky notes and put them everywhere with little notes on it, like fix this, do this, with arrows and stuff. <laughs> right,
1: right, right. You come, you are the fine tooth comb.
0: Yeah, I'm the quality control because I'm, I'm real funny. I'm real particular.
1: Okay, okay.
0: So I only want the best of the best working with me.
1: So, so where is Asia D in five years?
0: A uh, five years married with you know two beautiful black or brown babies. Hmm. What else? Definitely going to have my Mustang GT500. Like <laughs> Screaming
1: up the highway on y'all.
0: <laughs> Always. With, with two baby seats in there.
1: Okay. <laughs> Ain't nobody trying to stop <laughs> you, Mom.
0: <laughs> okay, i see what I've seen five years. Um, I would love to own a laundromat because, like, in my mind, I'm already retired, so now I'm working to get there. I want to be retired by 55.
2: Okay,
1: okay.
0: But that's 15 years, and that's really not that far away.
1: That's that sounds so amazing. Wow. So where can everyone reach you? Give your socials. Let everyone know, you know, how to support you because we're 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 behind you. The black wall is totally behind you.
2: Oh well, thank
0: you. And you're are you gonna send me this so I can like, post
1: it and Absolutely. I'm gonna send it to you. I'm gonna bounce That's it down cool. and then shoot it on over to you.
0: Appreciate it. Uh my social media, uh well, my personal page is lady contractor, but I do have a business page with business construct first. Uh, my website is businessconstructionservices dot com. Uh, I have ebooks on investing in well, not on investing in Detroit yet, but I will. I have like a thing called the Detroit Real Estate Yellow Pages, so it's kind of like a who you need to know, why you need to know, and nice. information. So nice. I have like brokers in there, property managers, uh, insurance companies, um, like the utility companies who you should call. And we're going like to put like all of the links there.
1: down in the bio so people can just go straight to them as this episode pops up.
0: Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. No, uh, we appreciate
1: YouTube you. YouTube
0: is my company, Distant Construction Services. Every third for Friday, I do a show called What Up Fridays, Friday, and we talk about whatever's going on in the city or different topics about investing in this
1: Okay, okay. I like that. We're going to talk offline about getting that uh, up on, on our uh, media.
0: Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, let me know what you need.
1: Yeah, that's the best. All right, y'all, well... Man, I, honestly, you kind of fried my brain with the the paint square footage thing on the walls. I'm not even gonna okay. lie to you. Like, I'm still there. <laughs> I, I mean, I heard everything you said after that, and I heard everything you said before that. But you ever have that moment where you just feel stupid as a motherfucker? Where someone says something, no. and, and the way that you said, "Oh, don't don't say no. I don't like that." But the way that no, you, no, don't
0: say, because I don't I don't ever call myself stupid because words have meaning, and meanings have manifestations. So I don't we don't do that in my family. Now, what I will say is. I learn something every day. I learn something
1: new. I like every that, season. and I will receive that correction. So you ever been in a situation where you just feel like, wow, that was one of the heaviest things I've learned today of the day? And that has there topped the list, boy, because I am sitting there, and I am trying to visualize every five-gallon bucket I've ever looked at in my life and trying to figure out where that information would have been.
0: <laughs> it's on the back. It's right at you. look on the back. It'll tell you how much each bucket covers over wall space and now
1: space. now just to to get more into it how do I measure wall space
0: uh it's and, uh is height and width your well, and width
1: okay so the length the the height and the the uh length of the wall
0: right so let's say you got a 10 by ten room square mm-hmm. feet so your ceiling is ten by ten that's a hundred right but your wall is eight feet high so that's mm. gonna be ten by eight times four walls. wall so right so eighty, 80 times, times four. four. That's what, 320? 320. Plus the ceiling, that's 400. So that one room is 400 square feet.
1: 420 because the ceiling is 10 by 10. Yep. Got you. Nice. Goddamn. You're a genius. But also
0: add, you got to add weight. So you always add at 10, 20% because you got to include your window trim. And,
2: and your, your door trim. Right. And your
0: floor trim. Yep. Right. And with trim, a lot of people forget that the door got both sides. Yes, so it does. So the average trim around the door is 32 linear feet. So one side is 17 and the other side is 17. So you got 7 and 7 going up the side, the height of the door. So there's simply 17. And you got 3 across the top. So 17 times 2 is 34. So there's 34 times however many doors you got in the house. Plus, you got waste for cuts. So you're going to have at least another 10, 20% in cuts. So you know, because your boards going to come either eight feet long or ten right,
2: or right, feet right, or
0: whatever. And then you got to cut them,
1: you got to angle cut them. Wow, mm-hmm.
0: son of a bitch! You're gonna have waste. it's just you're gonna have it. Man, the same with your window. Your window gonna be at least probably 30 linear feet, you know, I'm size.
1: Man, Mrs. Lee is gonna love this. She's gonna nerd the fuck out over this part because she hates when <laughs> I don't get it right and I go to Home Depot. <laughs> a million times in a project yeah. my daughters make fun of it when i start a reno like you know buy a new house and they know i'm cracking it open and i'm about to start because i like doing the renovations myself it's kind of like my therapy and i have people come in because i don't <laughs> mess with the electrical like you said the electrical hvac I hire people but and i learned plumbing yeah. um this past year but everything else i do carpentry yada 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 but the girls know once i start the home depot i mean the uh the renovation their daddy you going home depot again daddy you to home depot again and, and it's, yeah oh, I'm at Home
0: Depot a lot too, so ain't nothing wrong with that. But
1: but like, I'm Depot, there because I run out of shit. I
0: make, well, you gotta make you a list. Just, well, see, that's where women come in because we make a list when we go grocery shopping. So I'm gonna make a list and I gotta
1: go to Home Depot. <sighs> you ain't lying, and I smoke too much, so it's it's a bad combination. And the girls, <laughs> the girls just really do make fun of me. But if I would just have known that little bit, just measure the damn walls. I'm sorry, I'm just that's really catching me. Because I'm thinking about how yeah, many just times... just measure the wall. Just measure the damn walls, and you could know by the back of the paint. God. So
0: y'all be trying to guess, like, oh, that look about... Two. No, yep. measure the wall, and then look at the back of your paint, and it's going to tell you in that little paragraph how much the wall... But see, that's look. the
1: problem. They hide it in the paragraph. And you know us as men, when we see more than 18 words, yeah, that's read. the end of it. That's what? That's too read. much. I, I, I
0: get in trouble in with... school.
2: Yeah, I get in, I got trouble, in trouble with
0: that. I got private school because um, it wasn't trouble. It was funny because I'm the only woman in class, and we were—I forgot what we were putting together, and the men just couldn't figure it out. And I was like, "Y'all ain't gonna read the instructions?"
1: Nope.
2: And
0: and well, then so one of them finally read it, and I was—I know I read it, and I read it out loud, and I was like, "Oh, look at that! It says right here on this page what the hell to do." <laughs> well, yeah,
1: I mean, you know, that's why we need y'all, and and that goes back to something I'm always gonna say we can never say as men and women, we don't need each other. Right. Because just like you said, how you need the crew, you need, you need the guys, you need the, uh, you need the Clydesdales on the ground, pulling the wagon. Right. But also on the other side, us men, we have to be humble enough to know that women are just smarter, bro. They're born that way. It's not even like a debate. It's not an issue. No one needs to get offended by it. So use that to our advantage.
2: with the
0: paint remember you got to do two coats so it's one. right safe. i know that <laughs> part yes okay i know that <laughs> so part one thing and as far as we definitely need each other uh i don't say if i'm smarter than a manner we both smart in our own way we all have our uh things that we're great at and what we suck at we all do
2: yeah but women so are just
0: smarter
1: them. that is how the god made it it's okay i have daughters and i have sons and when they're when they're three years old Right. What you're describing with being in the classroom full of men with the with the project is exactly what happens Mm -hmm. at three years old. When men get frustrated, we our default is break shit. Right. When women get frustrated, their default is let's huddle up as a group and read, get information, share information, talk. Right? That's that's the nature of it. At toddlers,
0: but I, I think it's a, a a respect thing too. As women, we need to respect our men more than we do as a whole,
1: and men need and to then, respect our women as a whole. Absolutely. Women as
0: a whole, it, it goes both ways for sure. But in construction, is is a little bit more with us respecting men because I'm a woman stepping into their field
1: mm-hmm.
2: just
0: like men who come into like nursing or something that's typically a yeah. woman's field but there are
1: male nurses right so respect the fact so, that, I, that we're a little stupid and we don't want to look at the back of the uh the the paint can and read those intimidating I don't 18 words
0: remember, <laughs> oh i your forgot you're baby, right you're right you're right <laughs> we don't do that like my family did on that they correct you in a minute like uh-uh we don't do that thank that's you negative
1: talk. right thank you thank you oh man asia d this has been so amazing I, oh man yeah
0: thank you for having me this was awesome i feel like we just kicking it like oh yeah that's what this podcast like is no, about no, no, no podcast <laughs> oh
1: no 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 no. yeah i don't know if you've listened to past episodes or whatever but this is um the black wall podcast we're all about highlighting um from investors or black and brown investors that get it from the mud. Right. So I represent, yeah, you
0: got to send me uh, some links so I can like go take your podcast.
1: Out. Absolutely. Um, you know, we represent the D boys, the dancers, the D girls, um, scammers, people changing their life. Um, just everybody who's, you know, chefs, shout out to my people out in Chicago. Um, just everybody who's, who dedicated their life to living, um, outside of the box and betting on themselves. Like you said, and and this podcast is about us knowing that we're not alone because a lot of times when you're in that rare space you feel alone. But just letting you know that there are other people out there that see you, there are people that support you and, and we're cheering for you, uh, my my woman queen.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on.
1: Thank you for reaching out to me, like right?
0: following me all day thank you to everyone who's listening you're amazing if nobody told
1: you today (laughs) yeah absolutely and um for positive affirmations follow the silent serenity app on apple app store just bought that so i'm really excited about that so yeah all right well i'm gonna end this and um i'm gonna send you the the stuff i really appreciate you all right awesome thank you so much thank you Mm bye-bye
0: um i think daddy should make a lot of money so we can have more properties and make way more money than we're supposed to because I think making money means that we can uh, that we can expand m- more of our properties and then we can make more money by having um better properties